Welcome, Pathfinders. That was my line, but all right. <laughs> Welcome, Pathfinders. Uh, back to the Find the Path podcast, actual playthrough of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. This is episode number 18. When last we left our heroes, our intrepid adventurers, the guys are gatekeepers or doorkeepers? Doorkeepers, doorkeepers. of, of the Duwats. I just want to say gatekeeper. I don't know why. It's, uh, the, it's the two Ds. The key master. Anyway. On yours was real sick. And uh, is feeling pretty good. <laughs> When last we left off, our heroes had exited the city of living after having a dramatic conflict side by side with the scorched hand oh, against yeah. the undead of the uh, the city of the dead part of Wati. You guys had returned back to the city of living. You had split up to go and sell some loot in the case of Sagira and Sudi to go and find out where their next location is going to be in the case of Citra and to go and sell off some of the... Rare artifacts, the temple, in the case of Onurus. The party had then uh, run into Falto. No, had, not uh, the party, just, well, uh, just Citra. Just Citra. Just Citra, yeah. Who had run into Falto, who had invited the party to go out to the Whispering Stone Tavern to engage in a little bit of merriment in celebration of their officially completing three of their locations, of which you guys have not managed to do yet. Ours Faster does not equal better. Ours were bigger and better. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? Know. He fought a horde of mummies. Fought no mummies. Who knows? Maybe. He might have fought a mummy. And by mummy, I mean guy who's like wrapped in toilet paper. <laughs> so it's possible. Well, following that, the party had made their way back to the Tooth and Hookah, at which point they'd received their invitations. They had then gone to the Temple of Bastet. Onurus is feeling find, real good. Yes, to try to find some help for Onurus and is, for is Sudi. Is the Temple of Bastet or Bast? I would it Bast. It's Bast. I thought, thought we have been calling it Bast. You know, I keep saying best, although it's it's written in here with the E-T on the end. Oh. Mm. But we can say best. It doesn't matter. It's a pronunciation decision. The Temple of Best, how's I was that? I going to say, uh, viewers who actually know how to pronounce that, please tell us. Well, it's there's two pronunciations for it. It's the same as Isis and uh, uh, Isak. Is it's whether or not it's the Greek or the traditional Egyptian pronunciation that we use. Please don't tell us how to pronounce that now. Apparently we... We'll just do whatever we want. Yep. Do what I want. Although, thank you for the person that wrote in and told me that uh, Vargyle is actually pronounced Vargui. Oh, that it's sounds French, isn't fun. it? It's French. That's, that's what it is. Much as I mentioned. I can never take those seriously anymore ever again. Vargui. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They, 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 they're, if you haven't seen the art of that, they're pretty horrifying. And now they just became comical. Whee! Like they're like Goombas now in my head, you know, the Anyway, anyway, okay. I like I like Bast better than Bastet. Okay, well we're gonna go with Bast. Yeah. So regardless, you had gone to the Temple of Bast. You had the chance to meet there with some of the priestesses. Met with Sabra, the head of the Temple of Bast, who had taken Onurus to go and treat him for illness, not other things. Yeah. <laughs> they had also had the opportunity to meet with uh, Idris, who was Sudi's old flame. And by old flame, I think they dated for about six months, but. And then have been separated for like a week at this point. But they're young lovers. I was, I was going to say, I, I'm 17 years old. That's forever. Yeah, I think she's 16. So young lovers. They had made up after having a, uh, a brief conversation and a little bit of a, an intense role play exchange between Jordan and I. It was very heartfelt. Nothing like making bedroom eyes <laughs> at our GM. At one of your closest <laughs> friends. Hello. Yeah. Which is why you will probably note that something seems to be missing. 
Jessica and Rachel are not here. Jessica and Rachel are not here as the party has decided to break the cardinal rule. We're splitting the party, guys. And that means we've actually cordoned (laughs) off uh, Jess and Rach. They are going to be getting their own individual adventure this next time. But in the meantime, we've got these two. So. Sicky and Lovestruck. Yeah. I'm going to queue up a little sirenscape here. Oh, it has been quiet. Little sirenscape. There we go. A little wind blowing around outside. It never stops here. We live in a desert. At least there's some cross breeze. That's true. I was going to say, actually, at night it would actually get fairly nice or yeah. cold. It does actually get fairly cool. Yeah. So when last we left on Eurus, he was escorted into the temple, taken upstairs. It's been kind of a rough day, I think, for on Eurus. Let's see. He uh, got possessed. Well, I was going to go in chronological oh, order, okay. but you're going to skip straight to possession. <laughs> he right. was possessed, but yeah, oh. had a general rough day dealing with ghosts and sin insects and two-headed dogs and... All the My rest of that. teammates beating me about the head and shoulders with torches. I mean, you were covered in bugs, so it was totally legit. But yes, uh, after a brief run-in with a uh, possession back in the House of Panthera... Yeah, it's like you're um, still wearing that ring, and that's not going to end badly, ever. Onuris is still feeling a little bit under the weather. Having gone to the Temple of Phrasma, though, you had not been able to receive any healing there, as the temple's resources are horribly taxed at the moment and i think you had uh on pure metagame instinct as a player refused to go to the temple of abadar to seek aid from these i don't have the cash to pay them anyway so yeah, they would have charged you fair rate um how do you but, the ca- i guess you must have bought in some stuff because i'm like sitting here and i'm like oh i've got actually a fair amount of gold um wait we haven't split up the loot from last time yet i haven't written that down yeah yet. but seb t told me if i was feeling bad tomorrow she'd heal me oh yeah because you might have the plague of madness so <laughs> you know might want to nip that in the bud before we have that happen and take the other half of the city but Sabra had escorted you upstairs by the time that you'd reach one of the upper rooms, one of the ones not used for the business side of the Temple of Bast and more one of those used for the sick rooms, you'd have been led up to the third floor. Distantly, you could hear the sound of your compatriots downstairs discussing before planning on heading out. You would be led upstairs uh, and into a small room itself, not exceptionally spacious, maybe 10 feet at a side or so, with a bed sit here, where Sabra, as well as one of the assisting priests... Our priestesses, whose name you would not get, although Jordan would know her as Kepri. Oh, okay. Would basically assist you stripping down out of your armor, which is exceptionally heavy to begin with. Uh, draw I am a bath. Wearing so. that scale mail that we found earlier today. So. Yeah, so it's pretty heavy to begin with. And by this point, you're already starting to get the fever shakes, which is a weird experience for you because, you know, you're never really hot or cold. It's true. That's celestial heritage, yo. Everything would seem kind of hazy to Onuris. You do remember, like, stripping out of your gear. You remember the bath and being anointed with oils. You don't remember the incense lighting, although now the smoke would steadily fill this room. The room, again, is not exceptionally spacious and just has the one window, which is currently closed against the the night outside. There being no glass or anything in that window, it simply wooden shutters. You vaguely recall your caretakers basically helping you out of the bath, bringing you over to this, and then laying you down on the cot. Although I think you're, again, like six foot four and 180 He's pounds. He's six foot so. three and weighs 175 pounds. That was pretty close. <laughs> He's so, a big guy. Your feet are probably hanging over the end of that cot. <laughs> yeah. The priestesses would struggle a little bit getting you over to it. Your head would hit the pillow, and effectively the world would just kind of phase out. You can hear talking in the background, but everything seems hazy and strangely strangely almost not real. Sudi, I think we left off with you fading to black. Yeah. It's been a while since you've been to the Temple of Best. At For the very least close reasons. yeah. For obvious reasons. At the very least close to about two weeks. Laying on the pillows on the upper floor, 
overlooking the city and having this grand view, watching, I think I said the full moon, painting the world in brilliant shades of silver and gray. It's kind of easy to remember all the crap you had to go through today. Yep. Other than just kind of distastefully looking at your blood-covered clothes, which sit in a pile off to the side. Oh, yeah, I didn't even get a bath before I came over here today. Wow. You're spit-cleaning yourself. I was going to say, she must really (laughs) like me because I must look like a hot mess. But the cold wind would range across the city, and Idris would glance back towards you as she would just kind of watch out over the city streets. What do you want out of this city? <laughs> Thanks. I, 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 okay, I'm gonna, before I answer, I'm going to tell my brief story of my, one of my favorite King of the Hill quotes, which is, that's what they call a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> it's like playing Russian roulette, but there's a bullet in every single chamber ready to blow your brains out. Anyway, out of what? Our relationship or my forays into the necropolis? You told me you were concerned about this uh, this Sphinx thing and, and the stone that was left with you. And you seem to be chasing, well, you've always seemed to be chasing something or running from something. Yeah, pretty much. But it's one of those fantastical tales that to me it seems like a fantasy. And I'm just, I guess... One thing to know if it's all just some story that was made up to make me feel better about not having any pants, or if it's true. But what are you wanting to happen? I mean, you've left the temple now. I don't know. Honestly, best bet, I might still have parents out there somewhere. Maybe they had to give me up. Maybe there's some adventurer somewhere that had some grand story for why they couldn't keep me. Maybe I'm not an orphan. But you're not going to find them here. No, probably not. If I'm honest with myself, having the chance to speak to a sphinx, what's the odds that one sphinx is going to know exactly what happened to me? Probably none, but it's worth a shot. I think you should find out. Hmm? You think so? Your past doesn't decide who you are, but you can decide what to do with your past. That's true. And maybe finding this out, one last hurrah, I can finally put it all behind me. I think we're a little young for one last hurrah, unless you're planning on dying out in the desert. Eh, one last time going after the Sphinxes, and then maybe I'll give it up. It's always been a bit of a fantasy. I'll admit as much as anyone else. But it's kept me going through a lot of very dark times. I mean, maybe afterwards you could... She would just kind of shrug, staring off. You know, oh, settle uh, down. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I see exactly where you're going with that, and... I think a nice, quiet life would be in order after all these things going on in the necropolis. We could find a place away from the temples. We could have a, a few rooms to ourselves and half dozen cats. I could get behind this. Maybe a little one? I'm not entirely positive that can happen. That's what adoption's for. Oh, no. Oh. You went really far from not being sure about this to adoption, Sudi. I've been giving it a lot of thought. Something that it weighs on you as an orphan. The, the not having a family thing and then now having maybe a family with you. I don't know. Maybe just want to think about making it a little bit bigger. Sudi's getting real. <laughs> Give me something to... something, Someone to remember me when I'm older. And when I've gone gray instead of black. Maybe. Do something for someone like Gerard did for you? Yeah. He did me a great kindness. I mean, Caden priests often take in orphans, run orphanages, but he never took in anyone else but me. I never asked him why. 
There's plenty of orphans running around on the streets, Wati, but they only ever took me. You could only save so many, resources being short. Yeah, well, maybe we'll find out that there's a big payday somewhere in the necropolis with our next place, and then we won't have to worry about that. So what are you planning on buying with this big payday? Oh. You actually wouldn't have the chance to answer, uh, as the door would open up from the lower floor. Sever would make her way out, glancing back towards you. I suppose you pull the sheets up a little uh, higher. <laughs> awkward. Sudi. Sabra. Can we talk? Do we have to? Sudi's <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't wanna. Oh, man. I guess. Itris would just shake her head. I'm going to assume this is something important, so I will return my love. You might want to wash those when you get a chance. She would just kind of distastefully torture her horribly bloodstained clothing. Yes. I believe uh, listening back, Jessica threw a dog head at you at one point. So Sounds about right. I will as quickly and in the darkness as possible dress myself. She would make her way over towards you once you've made yourself decent. Your friend is very sick. How sick are we talking about? He became mostly unresponsive before we... Put him to bed. Seemed to not be certain exactly where he was. Oh, no. Is there anything you can do for him? I don't have the power to cure him of this. Oh, boy. Perhaps some of the other temples may. I don't know if you've checked with them or seen. I think he said something about the Church of Phrasma potentially helping him in the morning if he wasn't any better. I don't think we should wait for the morning. Oh, no. If this escalates much further, I'm almost less concerned for him immediately than I am for those around him. You think he's, he's contagious? I also... Just out of curiosity, what is on yours' strength? Uh, 14. Yeah. I also think he would be difficult to restrain if we needed to. Mm, well, who, do, who could we ask? I know that Phrasma is all tapped out. We had some... Some potions, some scrolls and such, but there's been a rush on them from others in the city concerned that with all these adventurers in the town that they were going to consume anything of that nature. Mm, so they've been hoarding it for themselves. It's possible that we could try asking some of the other temples or perhaps go in and ask his family. Uh, well, he hasn't mentioned much about this family. Do you know who his family is? You know who my family she, is. I recognize them. Mm. Not like that. But I recognize them. <laughs> oh, man. He left a few years ago just, but golden-skinned children aren't exactly that rare. Mm -hmm. Although he was hardly a child at the time when he left. That was, uh, uh, what, seven years ago? Ten years ago. Oh, was it ten years ago? Mm -hmm. He didn't seem too keen on reconnecting with his family, but given the circumstances, they do come from means. They may have the means to help him. I also know a servant in that household. They mm. came by to the temple not too long ago and purchased a variety of supplies. Mm. It, oh. it may have been something that they had, or they may just have it on stock. Most of the noble families do. Mm. In that case, I think I need to talk to them. They, what do uh, I need to be purchasing? If they possess a scroll or a potion to allow for the remo removal of disease, either of those would be what would be necessary for him. Mm. Okay. Uh, I feel like I'm going to be underdressed for this, but if time is really that critical. We have some extra robes. They're not Phrasmin, but... I don't think that matters at this point. I'm not technically with the Church of Phrasma right now. Uh, you may make a knowledge nobility or knowledge local if you have either of those. Um, 
I'm going to just uh, take my dice here and put them down because Sudi's not really into that. Yeah. Idris would just kind of snort. <laughs> do, you, do you need me to show you the way? Um, yes, I haven't really... I thought you used to run these streets. <laughs> I used to run in the streets. Oh. Well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, then, yeah, we should probably go sometime soon. Like, where in the world is the noble district in this place? Anyway? The nobles is the morning sun. Uh, oh, see, yeah, because if I'm running from, like, the asps of the barge town and back, I may not have ever really run around there. So I suppose you'd find something nicer-ish to wear. And I was like, yeah, it's it's too late to really, like, go to the market and buy nobles outfits or whatever, but I would look ridiculous in them anyway because I'm a cat. But the two of you could easily set out into the city streets. Again, the streets, even at night, there are still people making their way to and fro. Those working effectively the long hours in some of the businesses here, although a majority of the businesses do shut down after dark. The city guard presence, even outside of the necropolis, is much higher than usual, mm-hmm. probably just because of the tensions here. And every small establishment that even comes close to something akin to a tavern has at least one adventuring group in there, rowdily carrying on and boasting of their own accomplishments and so on and so forth. You would pass by a number of guardsmen seemingly have stopped to other adventuring groups who seem to have been confronting each other in the streets, West Side Story style. Are they Good snapping not. their fingers and everything? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're doing the whole finger snap. <laughs> I was going to say, it's the, it's the cleric on the one whole, side yeah. and the fighter on the other side are having a love affair and like, <laughs> drama. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of drama as you would navigate your way through the city streets. We'll cut back to on yours real quick. Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. <laughs> on yours, you would awaken. Not in the room that you're anticipating. Instead, you would find yourself laying down inside of sarcophagus. The walls here are covered with scores of hieroglyphs although you can never seem to focus on them. They seem to just move when you're trying to look directly at them and rearrange themselves in a way that doesn't make sense to you. Uh, Onuris would sit up and glance around the room he's in. Looking about, you appear to be in a a decent-sized burial chamber. Four statues of Anubis would stare down at you from the corners, watching you as you rest. The walls around you would seem to tell stories of, of glory and battle. Although, again, you can't determine exactly what. Grave goods would sit scattered around you, including your blade and armor, which would sit set off towards one side, buried with the rest of your grave items. Strangely, there appear to be no exits from here. Is it a Kopesh and the armor that I'm wearing in the like when I'm awake, or is it a different set? The Kopesh does appear to be the Kopesh that you remember. The shield seems to be the same. The armor seems to be emblazoned with what appear to be symbols of Horus. That makes sense. Do I still feel sick? No, you feel perfectly fine. I'm going to climb out of the sarcophagus. Stepping out of the sarcophagus, there would seemingly be a gust of wind. Although you feel like you should be underground, there should be no wind here. A section of the wall would seem to crumble away. You may make a perception roll. That's a really good roll. Uh, 25. It's strange in that it crumbles away and you anticipate the sound of plaster, but you hear the sound of wood. Almost a banging sound. From beyond this, you can see streets, buildings, like it's a window overlooking a city. Although, this city doesn't appear to be Wati. Or at the very least, not Wati as you know it. Wide streets, tall buildings... 
fewer of the mud hovels and huts that you've seen, and more of the large stone structures. A falcon would circle in the distance, this large bird making steady gears in the sky before it would settle down on a building across the way. It would stare at you with strange eyes. One blazes a golden, almost yellowish-white light. The other one is a silvery orb. The bird oddly would wear a pectoral of gold, which would drape around its neck. Onuris would incline his head and say a prayer to Horus. The bird would watch you intently. I'm also going to glance back in the sarcophagus. Is there a mummy? No. Okay. Are you the mummy? You may make a perception roll, though. 20. There is no mummy in the sarcophagus. The lid of the sarcophagus, which sits next to the open container, bears a shocking likeness to you. The bird would watch you curiously. You should not be here. And where exactly is here? Alive. The bird would take wing, beginning to make slow gears in the sky. You oddly get the sensation like it's directing you. What's it circling over? It seems to be making its way further off towards the north and west, just judging, but the moon itself would seem to hang low, far too large and with a strange almost skull-like design to it as it hangs low in the sky and stares down at you. Can I make my way out of that crumbling chamber, or is it a wall? I'm, I'll am reach forward with my hand. Making your way up towards where that crumbled, yeah, you can put your hand through it. Staring down, there seems to be a drop far down from where you sit. You would say some good distance. There seems to be not streets, but a river. You would see large shapes flowing underneath the water of said river, and see a ferryman steadily making his way by, although the ferryman himself seems to be bedecked in what look to be dark black robes, directing what looks to be a small barge, although it seems to be strange, almost like he's standing at the front of it and the barge is pulling itself. He would glance up vaguely in your direction, although all you could take away from that is it appears to be a man with the head of the jackal, wearing what appears to be a mask of white. Is there a way for me to get down without jumping? Yeah, you can make a climb check. Feasibly, if you timed it, you can make an acrobatics check to jump down towards that barge, although that would still be a decent drop. Neither one of these things are good options. With an acrobatics check, you'd also take a running start and try to leap to the next building. Yeah, um, I'm going to climb down, <laughs> because that's the only like option I probably have any shot at. Do you take your uh, kopesh, put on your armor? Yeah, sure, let's do that. Let's gear up. Okay, keep in mind the armor check penalty if you put your armor on for your climb check. Can I just, just can I carry the armor down with me and put it on when I get down? I mean, you could throw the armor down. What's but... the DC of this climb check, first of all? We're looking at about a DC 10. What's the, What kind of armor is this? That's. It seems to still be scale mill. Okay, so armor check penalty on scale mail is a minus four. I have a plus two strength modifier. I could still pass that taking ten with that armor on, right? You would get no. an eight at that point. That's yeah. right. Do you have ranks in climb? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're getting an eight. Yeah. <laughs> Do I look like I climb things, Sudi? <laughs> Yeah, not all of us have a climb speed. I was going to say the, go- the ghost <laughs> of Sudi. He did live in the desert for a while, but um, I don't know what your survival is. But I, I don't have very good ranks in that either. But you I did have not a high, live well in the desert. I have a high wisdom store. <laughs> Taking 10, I get a 14. Uh, so, you can get by. Yeah, I guess I'm going to climb down and not wear the armor. Very well. You begin descending down. Taking 10 on a climb check, that would give you a... 12. 12. Yeah. You could still strap on your sword belt 
Yeah, I'm going to take the Kopesh and the shield, and I am going to drop the armor down there. I'll put it on when I get down there. There are funerary clothings, because you aren't wearing anything at the oh, moment. Oh, yeah, too. let's put that on. <laughs> <laughs> Elsewhere in the city. Hey. Uh, Sudi, you would continue making your way along. Eventually, you would reach a section of the city that you have very little business ever going to. Dun, dun, dun. The Morning Sun District is effectively the Watis Noble Estates. It's more or less a small rise west of the Midwife District. And so named because it effectively enjoys the first touch of the sun's rays at dawn. So all of the beautifully white-painted buildings here light up, and then the sun steadily trails down and shows the brown muck that everyone else is forced to live in. Yay, it's bougie. Yep, even in Osirian, the nobles never change. Hey, on yours is nice. Ish. <laughs> white streets would make their way through the noble district. Most of the buildings here seem to be segregated off from one another. Towering walls that surround them and guards that stand at each of the corners. Now that the sun has set, you get the distinct impression like you should not be here. Mm-hmm. The guards, the personal guards of most of these estates would watch you warily as you would make your way. Is it? Be- no, it's be- it it's could be- because you're a six foot walking cat. Yeah, probably <laughs> that. Probably that too. Or five and a half foot walking cat. Yep. Idris would lead the way. Winding your way through the city streets here, you would eventually arrive in front of what appears to be the largest of the manor houses here. The structure itself is towering, three stories in overall height, although it has a fourth floor, which appears to be a domed uh, section of it set off towards one side. This does look to be probably about twice the size of the House of Pantheru. Wow. So you guess Onuris wasn't really exaggerating when he was talking about the grandness of his family's estate. As you would approach the front gates, two guards would watch you warily. One of them would step forward. There's no begging here. Oh, yeah, I'm like dressed in like <laughs> crap clothing. <laughs> I need to speak to someone about the son of the lord of this house. I put on my best, like, innocent kitty smile. Altrait is here. Oh, oh, no, the, the other one, Onuris. They're glance kind of confusedly between the two of them. I think you should go. I just turned to Idris. This is the right house, right? A third man would make his way up, seemingly a guard captain who would eye you two both warily. All three of these men carry kopeshes that sit easily at their hip and seem to be better equipped and such than most of your own party members. <laughs> it oh. pays to be rich. Where, where was this kind of like <laughs> stuff whenever you came up, man? What name did you say? The man is towering Gurundi man at about six and a half feet with rippling muscles and (laughs) (laughs) with rippling muscles and piercing eyes of a strange off greenish gray. Uh, Onuris, you know, gold skin, symbol of Horus on the eye, gold skin. You have a message? More like a request for aid. Onuris is deadly ill. Let them pass. The two guards would step off towards the side, eyeing you both warily. They would seem to take a couple of seconds to glance you over before realizing neither of you are armed or armored before letting you pass, since you're obviously not a threat. Ha ha ha, jokes on that. <laughs> I mean, I'm probably not, I'm still not a threat, but I'm always armed. <laughs> I have arms. Yep. You would be led inside of the grounds here. Statuary would line the surrounding grounds. There's a fair amount of greenery, enough that they're obviously bringing in water from somewhere to actually get it to grow this green. 
around here. A small area set off towards the side, what appears to be a private garden or vineyard, would be set towards one side. And off towards your left-hand side, true to Onuris' word, is, a, is his own personal family pool. This one full of water and not sand. And, and a uh, centipede. And no centipedes. <laughs> There's a distinct lack of centipede in this pool. This doesn't feel authentic. There's a shark. Um, no. <laughs> is that it? Number seven way off there on I was, the side? I was going to no. say. I was, okay. not, I was like, is it the numbered one? No, it's not number seven there. You would be brought inside of the structure itself, and you now get the impression of this must have been what the House of Panther looked like at its height. Fine floors polished to a almost mirror-like shine. Hieroglyphs would line the surrounding walls. These done in the ancient style, as this house probably has been inherited and passed down years after years. But these obviously touched up regularly, so that they are shined with a brilliant array of dozens of colors of paints that you didn't even know that there were colors for. Since most of what you see is yeah. tends to be brown and... White. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> brown and sandy. Beige. Occasional purple, Occasional purple for Phrasma. A wide set of steps would lead up towards a second floor, but instead you'd be led to a small sitting room with furniture so nice that you feel uncomfortable at the idea of sitting in it. I will stand. The guard would fold his arms. A serving girl would kind of make her way by, glance curiously towards him, who would give a curt nod before going off and then returning, providing the two of you with water. Sudi will awkwardly take the water. Is it like in like... It's like in a silver chalices. Ah! <laughs> Sudi is very uncomfortable touching something that costs more than like everything he owns. But to be fair, you collected some silver chalices that had skulls in them the other day. I mean... Just earlier today, actually. <laughs> oh yeah, that was earlier today. It's been a long day. Yeah, God, it has been a long day. I feel like it's been like multiple episodes worth of a long day. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's been at least seven episodes. Uh, it has been a long day. The serving girl would leave, would make her way upstairs. You'd be forced to wait for the better part, about maybe 15, 20 minutes. The guardsman carries on no polite conversation and just stands there with his arms folded in front of him. Does Idris come with me? Yes. Idris okay. uh, would just be kind of doing a slow walk around the room, glancing over the... The room itself contains two couches to allow you to basically sit comfortably, a large table between them, with what appears to be a selection of, you'd guess, the more intelligent, quote-unquote, games... Which things along the lines of like chess or things. Yeah, it's not dice games, which are pretty much the only ones that you would know. Yeah. Off towards the side would be a large window, which would overlook the grounds, which again are bright and green and have an assorted amount of greenery as well as statuary to provide some decoration out there. Uh, as well as a large painting, which seems to be set off towards one side, depicting what looks to be, you're going to guess, the current family. You would note strangely that you don't see Onuris in the painting. Mm-hmm. So this is a relatively new painting. The servant girl would return, escorting with her an older woman. This woman looks to be maybe, you'd say, in her 40s? Maybe in her early 50s. Her hair is black, and is sharply cut to effectively provide her with the bangs, and then falls down her back. She wears clothing that is probably more expensive than anything that you retrieved on your last expedition. Mm -hmm. And would eye you coolly as she walks into the room. I believe you said you have no knowledge local or nobility. I do not know anything. Very well. Uh, actually, I will let you make a knowledge local because there is a DC 10 that you could take away hey, from this. Hey, you know what? I'm going to take 10 for a 10. Taking 10 for a 10. You believe that this woman is probably Demay. You believe that she's probably the head of this house. She is also council member, so one of the ruling council for the city. Oh, boy. 
She would glance down her nose at you as she walks into the room. You actually, uh, if you have Nalzor Khan or Spellcraft, you may roll either of those as well. <laughs> nope. The worst person to sit here. I was going to say, I am literally <laughs> the worst person. I have no knowledges. I have no magic. Good evening. Nice to meet you. Um, I'm Sudi. This is Idris. The servant girl would incline her head. You are speaking with Demes, the head of House Mafre. The woman would nod towards the serving girl, and thanks for introducing her, because obviously she doesn't introduce herself. <laughs> oh god, this is so bougie. <laughs> oh man, so he's like so uncomfortable right now, like he just has no idea what to do. Um, uh, uh, my apologies if I'm not uh, speaking properly, this isn't really um, something that I would... Sit, young boy, sit. She would gesture towards one of the couches. Sudi will most awkwardly sit. I'm really glad I put on clean clothes before coming here. Good gracious. What brings you here in such a late hour to interrupt my evening? Uh, your son, Onuris. He is part of my uh, adventuring party. We're going through the necropolis. Um, we were in the necropolis today, and he appears to have become... Greatly ill. My son. Yes. Azizi. Gold of skin. Yes. The symbol of Horus on the eye? Yes. His I name's did not, not know. on yours? I did not know he had returned. Yes, he's he's been in the Temple of Phorasma for a year now. Ish. She would glance off with a mixture of... You may make a sense motive. Oh man, I'm also not the great person first because I also have no sense. Roll high, Jordan. Roll high. I get a fourteen. She would purse her lips slightly. You can't tell if that's an annoyance or concern. Before she would turn her gaze back towards you, he is engaging in this activity. Um, The delves into the dead city. Yes, in the most respectful manner possible. Why? That's a good question. I actually haven't asked him. I just know that he and I were both at the Temple of Phrasma and... Um, you may make an intelligence check. Oh, God. I also don't have this. This <laughs> is so not the right person to send. Uh, oh, I got a six. Okay. Yeah. Well, can I... That was the intelligence check. Okay. He's been a voice of reason to keep us out of uh, trouble and doing anything that would be uh, disrespectful. The temple. The Temple of Phrasma. So Septi the Crocodile knows that he is here. Yes. He's, she's, he's been working with the voices of the Spire, as have I. Uh-oh, mm. I think I just stirred up like... <laughs> I stirred up some serious drama here in the Mephasti... Mephasti, is that the... Uh, Mafri. Okay, the Mafri house. Uh-oh. You say that he's injured. Sick. Yes, um... We're not really sure precisely what, but um, there was a whole thing with the ring, and there was a possession, and he kind of was somebody else for a little bit, and then he started looking bad after that. I see. So, I mean, if you have access to any kind of healing of the removed disease kind, uh, the Temple of Phrasma, unfortunately, does not have the means to help him currently. I have not seen my son in ten years. He left him to the desert, and I thought he died there. 
And now you tell me that he has returned. He has been here for a year. Pretty much, I guess. <laughs> oh, God, poor and Sudi. he told you his name was Onuris. Yes. She would glance over towards the serving girl who would bow and make her way off. You would sit in the world's most awkward silence. Isn't my mom great? <laughs> the serving girl would eventually return, though. You would notice that there seems to be an older man, not older as in close to her age, but probably in his mid-thirties, who would stand in the doorway nearby and simply watch the two of you. You can see the resemblance, especially to Onurus. He takes a number of his features, although not with the one eye of Horus or the golden skin, but seems to be a tanned man of, you would consider to be shocking, muscular strength. The serving girl would make her way over, carrying a literal silver platter. Contained atop that would be a single large green vial. The woman would take that, glancing it over curiously. This should be what he needs. Thank you. She would stand up, making her way over and extending it towards you. I reach to grab it? As you would take it, she wouldn't release the bottle. Of course not. And would lay a hand, her other hand, over yours. Sudi, did you say? Yes. I need you to understand something. Azizi is very confused. And potentially dangerous. Don't feed into his delusions. Good evening. She would release your hand. Should I tell him you helped him? Send him over? I'm not sure how he would respond if he knew that you came here. But that choice is yours. You probably know him better than I do. Mm, thank you, in any way. Thank you. I will have words with Septi. Good sorry, evening. Septi. You would be escorted back out on yours. Uh huh. After some struggle, you would climb down. Okay, I'll put the armor on now. <laughs> <laughs> Reaching the bottom, you would see basically where the water takes up the entirety of what should be a street here. Although strangely, as you plant your foot, or basically prepare to sink into the water, you would find that you walk atop it. Too, I, I still see the falcon. Yeah, he okay. seems to be flying in the distance. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow. Donning your armor, you would make your way through the city streets. Here you can see... You don't know what's happened. At some point, you seem to have gone almost seemingly left. Not just the city of the living, as far as Watia is concerned, but almost seemingly the land. People would make their way around of all walks of life, seemingly enjoying what you're going to guess are their afterlife. Many of them would give you curious looks. You would see more of these dog-headed soldiers. Do they bother me? No, they would watch you curiously, but you make your way through the city streets. You put on clothes so you're not walking naked through the city streets. Yeah, that's not a good idea. No. The falcon would fly some distance ahead. These streets seem familiar. As the sun would rise and paint this place in brilliant shades of gold and red, seemingly rising far too soon and far too fast as you make your way through the city streets, it seems like home. Streets that you knew. Places that you knew. The people would speak, and they speak your language. You can hear them as they go about their daily business. And all the time you can see that falcon, as it flies in widening gears further and further away. A bird would make its way by, basically dropping down to the ground before just kind of hopping along in your footsteps. 
As it would turn up, it is a bird wearing a human mask of porcelain and white. It's a ba, isn't it? Well, ba is uh, it's the por- that's the portion of your soul that leaves yeah. it as a bird. Yeah. You may also make an ult to the uh, planes if you so wish. I do not have that. Uh, I will nod down to the strange human-faced bird. <laughs> you may also make an ult religion, actually, as well. I can do that. Allow that. I can do that. Uh, 18. 18. You do know that the porcelain white masks are usually indicative of psychopomps, the servants of Phrasma. Oh, yeah. Good. I would know something about that if I were here. <laughs> it's the only thing you could know. <laughs> Ghost Knowledge saying, checks. It, it's a psychopomp. <laughs> Onuris would incline his head. Good afternoon, morning. Not sure which. There is no time here. You've returned. I suppose. Are you at peace? No. That's sad. You know what happens with restless spirits. Yes. Do you know why I left? Yes. Can you tell me? The bird would caw in a way that sounds shockingly like laughter. Because I don't remember. I just know that I shouldn't have ever left. It's not how things work. That's not my choice. Then whose choice is it? It would stop staring past you. Glance towards the bird, the falcon, that it's probably watching. It isn't watching the falcon. Instead, it seems to stare off into the distance. And if you squint, you can just make out a line. Like an impossibly tall spire beyond the furthest horizon. It's her choice, of course it is. But it's against the rules. You should come back. I have to figure out why I left first. He'll show you. He'll take you home. Who? The bird would caca and it's laughing, caca caca, and then fly off again. Nurse would let out a long sigh. Is the falcon still circling? It seems to have landed. Some way, somewhere off, far off and in the distance. I'm going to start making my way towards the Falcon. Sudi, you would navigate back through the city streets. Honestly, Idris would seem to be fairly happy to be away from the noble section of the city. Well, that was awkward. Oh, Septi's going to kill me. <laughs> I think I stirred the hornet's nest. Mm. Honestly, you shouldn't have gone anywhere without Sagira. Well, Sagira's off having grand parties with adventurers, so it's up to me to be the adult. Are you sure about these people that you're traveling with? I mean, Sagira, I know. I'm starting to have my doubts. I mean, Cythra seems up and up, and I thought Onuris was fine, but now Onuris is not Onuris, and there's confusion, and a really scary lady, his <laughs> mother. She was kind of scary. She reminded me of Master I had when I first moved here. And it's so regimented. So just fake. I like that you said regimented from the lawful neutral monk. (laughs) (laughs) Regimented in a different way. Yeah, regimented in the like sterile like way. Not the not the regimented in that there were It was ordered it was ordered. It's just weird because I can't think of Anyuris from coming from that kind of place. Just doesn't seem like him. Maybe she's right. Maybe just keep an eye on him. Yeah, because something's not adding up. I don't know who to trust. It's weird. I usually have a pretty good sense of these things. You may make me a perception roll. Oh, no. 
Oh, no. <laughs> I get a six. You notice nothing. I see nothing. Very well. You would navigate your way back through the city streets before returning back to the Temple of Best. As you begin to approach towards the building, you would see that Sabra is actually outside and would seem to take note of you as you begin to approach. Sudate, we have a problem. Onuris took his weapon and armor and climbed out the window. What? And he's here somewhere. Here somewhere where? She would gesture to the streets around you as you would glance around. If he is sick... He could be spreading it. ...to anyone he comes in contact with. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Okay. Okay. Uh, did you see what direction he went? He came down here. She would gesture around. You may make a survival check if you wish to look for tracks. Oh, I'm so the wrong person to do that. Oh, wait. Wait, I actually have a, a bonus. This entire time, it's like, really, the ranger should be... <laughs> I know. Uh, good news. Sagira had to go get her flirt on at the party and leave on Eurus to die. Good news, good news everybody. I get uh, racial bonuses on survival. Uh, 22. Nice. 20, that's actually a very good roll. Hey. So you would kind of check around. There hasn't been a lot of business, at the very least on this side, since this window faces out into the alleyway. Mm-hmm. So not a lot of travel back and forth. You can see his footprints here, and then they seem to make their way out into the street, and then north and west. Uh-oh. Seemingly back in the direction of his home. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, Idris, stay here. I'm going to go find him. Okay. I, you're a lot faster without me, so... Ah, uh, yeah. She would give you a pat on the head and <laughs> send you on your way. Oh, Scratch oh, behind no. the ears. Oh, send no. you running oh, off. No. Uh, Alright, I take off running, uh, looking for the glowing, well, he's not glowing, but like the golden-skinned person who should be like stumbling around here. I don't know. Oh no, oh no, oh no, 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 no. This is not happening. This is, this is okay. You're under control, Sudi. You've got this. This is just like when you were running before. Okay, okay. <laughs> As you begin to search the city streets, on yours, you would make your way heading in the direction of the Falcon. The falcon has stopped atop a statue of what appears to be, you're going to guess, a large figure, that of a pharaoh, seated opposite of a second one that seems to be much the same, and a surrounding wall of what appears to be a palatial estate. One that seems very familiar to you. Two guards would stand in front of the structure, seemingly the jackal-headed men that you'd seen previously, wearing white masks that cover their face, the messengers of your going-to-guess Phrasma or servants of Anubis, you can't be positive. They would eye you warily as you make your way. The falcon would watch you from atop the statue. I stop in front of the statue and incline my head. Distant falcon. Do you remember? Some things. What are you asking specifically? Remember my... First life, remember the Field of Reeds. You left us. I don't know why. I thought it might be your doing. There is much that you don't know. Why? Teddy Sarah believes it's because I should have never come back that something is wrong. The more I learn of the old ways, and ancient now, Osirian, the more I remember. But it's a slow process. And I can't prove to anyone who I was. You must ask yourself, are they right? If 
Tedesura hadn't recognized me. I would think that maybe they were, but she knows me. And you know who I am. You have faith. Always. Keep it. Of course. She's here. The bird would flap to the wing before sailing over the walls of the structure. And yours would turn, slowly and with trepidation. Glancing by, you would just see the two statues and the two jackal-headed figures that stand guard between you and the palatial state beyond. He would let out a sigh of relief. Guess I'll head towards the state. As you make your way forward, Sudi, you would round the bend. Fortunately, you made actually a really killer survival check, despite yes. the fact. Yeah, I mean, this is, uh, it's considered to be firm ground, but you actually exceeded it by enough to continue to track him, despite the fact that it's been the better part of an hour. Yeah, cat powers. You would also easily find a number of people that you're like, hey, is there a gold person? They're like, yeah, there was a gold guy walking along talking to himself just a little bit ago. Ah. Um, you would round the corner to see Onura staring up at a statue. Seemingly a statue of one of the old pharaohs in front of the house of the pharaoh. The estate where the pharaoh would stay if he in fact were here. Mm. Two of the front guard ah. uh, would stand guard out front. And Onyurus would fi- seemingly finish his conversation with the statue, turn to look dramatically <laughs> behind him, before turning and beginning to march his way forward, still armed. <laughs> In the direction of the two front guards. I mean, my compass guards. isn't drawn. It's just on my hip. It's there's fine. There's still a dude walking his way forward. <laughs> on Yannis! On Yannis! You can make a perception ball if you wish. Twelve. Twelve? An oddly large house cat would begin to approach you. <laughs> <laughs> it strangely speaks with the voice of Sudi. Although there's no way that Sudi could be here. Sudi? Oh, oh, oh goodness. Thank the gods. Okay. I got something for you. Here. Hold out the... The, uh, the cat spits the up a potion. <laughs> Drink this. Onyurus eyes it warily. What? Drink it. It'll make I, you feel better. I need to speak with Bahiti. I need to explain to her what's going on. Before I go back. What? Who's Bahiti? Why are you out in front of the, the house of the pharaoh? Why are you here? Did you die? Oh, no. Uh, no, no. It, it's, uh, it's, it's all in your head. The two phoronic guards would eye the two of you somewhat warily <laughs> as you're having this conversation 25 feet away from them. Um, my friend here is sick. Please don't come any closer. He might be contagious. Um, Onuris, I need you to drink the potion. And you'll feel so much better. Do I remember feeling sick? I mean, you remember feeling sick. You wonder if it killed you, because you did wake up in a sarcophagus. Am I dead again? Again? You're not dead. I don't think you've ever died. Have you died? Drink this potion! I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna make a spellcraft check on this potion. Very well. It's poison. <laughs> your spells would boom in your voice as you would cast them here. Nineteen. Uh, with the 19, you'd finish the casting this. Distantly, you'd hear a falcon screech. Awesome. Why does it do that all the time? <laughs> <laughs> the Assassin's Creed eagle dive. <laughs> Every time I cast this spell. This appears to be a uh, potion of removed disease. Glance back towards the estate. Do I see anyone inside? It appears to be a shining gold palace of white and golden light sitting atop a hill. Glance back towards the giant house cat, and you're sure I'm not dead. Positive. 
Although the guards may have something to say about that. <laughs> I'll drink the potion. Very well. I'll make a caster level check for that potion. You would swallow it down as quickly as you can. It's bitter. Feeling it kind of wash through you. The world would dull. Not brilliant, not shining. Grimy and old and worn. The sun would fade from the sky and the falcon would seem to fade with it. And you're instead left in a nighttime desert street with rundown statues and a cat wearing robes that are a size too small. <sighs> Thank you, Sudi. Oh, you're welcome. Where did you get this? The temple said they were tapped. And I would fe- think that if the Temple of Bast had one, they would have handed it over immediately. Uh, they didn't. I, uh, I know you don't really like it, but, um, I, uh, had to go to the Temple of Abadar. You make me a bluff check. I'm going to bluff <laughs> so hard right now. I bluff so poorly, I get a six. I get a 23 on my sense motive. <laughs> Uh, I was going to say that the lie is believable, <laughs> but that doesn't really make a difference. That makes no difference whatsoever. <laughs> so yeah, you get the feeling that he's lying. You get the feeling that he's lying. Are you lying to protect her? Him. 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 Uh, yes, yeah. maybe. I'm going to say yes. Because his mom's scary. Sudi, where did you get the potion? Oh, I went to your parent, your mom? You went and spoke with my mother. Yeah. She's a charming woman, isn't she? Onyurus would say as he starts to walk back towards the Temple of Bast. Uh, she's very weird. She also doesn't say her name's Onyurus. <sighs> Technically, Onyurus isn't my name. I changed it when I left. The whole didn't want to be associated with your family? Because you kind of have the skin thing going they on. They don't really want to be associated with me. I'm surprised me my mother gave you this. Well, she also is mad now at Septi, because Septi knows who you are, obviously. <sighs> I don't know why that is, but I think I kicked the hornet's nest. That's going to be fun. Yeah. What else did she say? Did she tell you I'm crazy? Oh, yeah, she said you're confused. Mm. And not to believe your delusions, which, I mean, you were literally just having delusions, I so... I was sick. Yeah, I'm going to chuck it up to that. Have I ever given you any cause to believe I'm delusional before? No. That's why I tend to think your mother is a little crazy. My mother has strong feelings about certain aspects of my personality, shall we say. Mm. At least you still have a mother who cares enough about you to give you a potion in your time of need. I suppose that's true, but I doubt I will see her again. Uh, If anything, she'll be scrambling to make sure everyone knows that no, I am not in fact her son. Her son died in the desert. Yeah, she mentioned that. You also mentioned about being dead again. I was delusional, as you said. The sickness. Mm, indeed. <laughs> you may make a bluff. I, don't <laughs> I, was like, I was like, where's the call for it? Uh, I get a 10. I get a 19 since motive. You don't believe that she's telling the truth. He. He's telling the truth. <laughs> Although you probably feel like he is lying because he doesn't think you'd believe. You know you can tell me. I mean, I was dropped off by my uh, by a sphinx. I've got a pretty wild story about my childhood. You trust me. You would not believe me. And anything I told you would make you more inclined to believe my mother's statements. If you had told me that we were going to run into some headless thing, or, sorry, or some flying head that was going to be 
next to impossible to defeat. And we would be holding it down, stabbing it with arrows. I just never did uh, identify what that creature was. No, we didn't. <laughs> I, I would have said that was crazy. There's no way that could be a real thing. I and died once a very long time ago. Okay, so if you died, why aren't you dead? I don't know. Oh, and that's the mystery, right? I should still be dead. But Pharasma brought you back for a purpose. Maybe. I don't know. Or did Horus bring you back? I'm thinking probably not, but maybe. I honestly don't know. Weird. Very. So is your name Onurus, or is it Azizi? My name is Onurus. Because your mom seemed very convinced that it was... And that's... She may have named me Azizi, but my name is Onurus. Onurus it is, then. Good. And I'm not going to mention this to Sitra and Sigira. Thank you. Except for the part where I totally saved your life and got you back for saving me whenever I was in the sarcophagus and were even these. fair. <laughs> because it was dramatic. But I totally went to the Temple of Abadar. Yeah? Sure. Good. Need Did to learn you to speak to anyone else <laughs> at the house? Uh, some guards who tried to get, make me go away because they thought I was a beggar. That's uh, Some typical. very tall guy with, like, dark skin. Kind of an older gentleman, very strong looking. Maybe captain of your guard. Um, and then there was another one, a guy who looks kind of like you, but older. My older brother. Did you speak to him? No, didn't say anything to him, but he was there just kind of looking in that weird way that they <laughs> did a lot of looking. This debacle at will be the talk of the family for days. Wonderful. At least only days. <laughs> you didn't tell them where we were staying, did you? No. What? It didn't really come up in conversation. We try, I tried to say as few words as possible. It made me very uncomfortable to be there. Good. It made me very uncomfortable to live there. So, yeah. But maybe for the next couple of days, we'll be too busy doing our next site. Assuming we get something that's big enough to need a couple of days. Who knows? That is true. And on your returning, you do feel... You do still feel hazy. Mm-hmm. Game mechanically, you're still suffering from intelligence damage. Yeah, I'll fix that in the morning. <laughs> I'm not too smart right now. <laughs> Mino, Mino speak English good. It's only down to a 10. It's just, he's just a little dimmer. Yeah, color's a little wonky and <laughs> you still have a little bit of the madness. But you'd return back to the Temple of Best. I will apologize to the priestesses for any trouble I may have given them and thank them for their hospitality. Saber would simply nod as you make your way in. Well, you've gone and dirtied yourself up again, but I think you just need some bed rest. Hopefully the potion's magic will take care of you. It should. It seemed to work almost immediately. I think you should probably sleep in a little bit. Make sure that you're alright before you return back. Thank you. I can prepare a spell to help you with some of the the side effects to the disease. To help you recover faster. I can tend to that myself. I would rather you save your spells for your parishioners. Thank you. Of course. And thank you, Sudi, for uh, going and retrieving him. Yeah, not a problem. I think Sigura's starting to rub off on you. Uh, a little bit. Mm-hmm. We never did see what our site was. Where are we going tomorrow? Uh, you'll find out. No hints? Let's it's not like I'm going to understand where it is. Let's just say a certain other party is not going to be very happy. No. Yes. Oh. Oh, they're going to be so upset. Which is why we're not going to speak to them. Or mention it. No, because they'll totally attack us and exactly. try to take our sight. Oh, but they're going to be so mad. So we need to keep it quiet, Sudi. Yes. 
Don't but tell. But what a coincidence. Don't tell <laughs> anyone. Glance over towards his girlfriend. She's not down here right now. <laughs> I was like, I was like, she's not here. <laughs> no one. <sighs> Sudi. Fine. We're going into the necropolis. We're going to go look at brothel. Cool. Sure. A very, very big... Sudi. Expensive brothel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Nethys would appreciate that. <laughs> On your horse would sigh and begin making his way upstairs. So you could retire back to your room, enjoy an evening, eating some grapes and discussing how the fancy pants rich people do things over <laughs> their side of town. Complimenting yourself on a job well done and single-handedly saving the party's cleric. Uh, also potentially saving the entire town. <laughs> yeah, from the Plague of Madness. Yeah, from the Plague of Madness. <laughs> and no one will ever believe you. I, I am the hero that the city deserves, or... God. I just... <laughs> the city needs... No one knows deserve. how that line goes. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I'm, the hero, I'm the hero that Wati needs but doesn't deserve. <laughs> I, maybe. On yours, you would make your way back. Probably just feeling a little... I was just a little off from that whole experience. Yeah, well. How much of that was was in your head? How much of that wasn't? How much of that is you doubting yourself? How much of that is you assuring yourself? Opening up the door and making your way into your room, you would find that, yeah, apparently you did, you guess, climb out the window (laughs) and go running off into the town. As you would drop off your armor and drop your sword and turn, you would hear this... Turning and glancing back, you would see a falcon sitting on the windowsill. No pictorial. No gold and eye, although his eye is a bright shade. And the left eye seems to be, you're going to guess, blind. A milky white, somewhat akin to your own. The bird watches you curiously for a few moments. And Eurus would incline his head at the bird. The bird just turns looks back out into the city streets, and then takes back to the wing. You're not sure. Do you think you've seen that bird before? It would steadily spin in slow gears. So I imagine you bed yourself down and get ready for tomorrow's... Fun adventure. Fun adventure. (laughs) And think to yourself, man, the girls must have had it easy tonight (laughs) at their party. What could possibly go wrong? What could have possibly gone wrong? Well, if you want to know, you can find out next time, Pathfinders, as we will pick it back up here. Yay. Thank you for listening. Yay! They yeah. didn't even we die. survived! And nobody died.